With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, it slightly favors the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. No! Quick five and drags it down now. Long we over. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Here comes up, chance goal! Welcome to the Hand and Roar podcast for the weekly squad review. Plenty of games over the last week for the boys to be involved in across European and domestic level. Georgia and Norway are two and a half, three weeks away now, and there are a few injuries at the moment that might open the door for a couple of players to impress before the Euros. But before we get stuck into that, I'd like to mention a couple of things. Firstly, if you're enjoying the podcast, please can you leave a rating wherever you listen to it. I do all of this myself, and you might have noticed I don't like spending too much time on Twitter, so the ratings really help boost the accessibility of the pod for like-minded people like us with the algorithms and it popping up in their feeds etc so anything you can do to kind of show that you're enjoying the pod on spotify itunes whatever i'd really appreciate that if you can spare a couple of minutes secondly now that we've qualified for the euros if you want to relive the journey there that we achieved a couple of years ago or know somebody that would like to especially with christmas coming up uh, my book a nation again is available in bookshops and on amazon which charts the journey to Euro 2020. I spoke to loads of the players and staff about their memories of the journey there. It starts with Strachan leaving, and the last chapter is Belgrade. So if you fancy getting a copy of that, you can find it on Amazon, Waterstones, etc. It could make a good Christmas present for someone who is a Scotland fan, or yourself, if you'd like to give it a go. And if you have given it a go, Thank you very much. Lastly, I am hosting a sports quiz at Walkabout in Glasgow City Centre on Monday the 6th of November. Starts at half seven. If anybody fancies coming along, it will be a good laugh again. If you want to test your sports knowledge with a couple of mates, it's a 60 quid bar tab. That is the prize, so not bad at all. I'll hopefully see a couple of listeners there, as I have done at a few of the recent quizzes over the months. Right, okay, that is all the housekeeping. Let's get on with the review. 
It was desperation time. Uh, Kenny Miller was really feeling the wrath of the fans. <clears throat> this is interesting, Malky, because we know what happens at the end of this little run. He scores a goal, but just listen to the fans on this when he actually gives the ball away, not just once, but twice. Yeah, um, it's, it's unfortunately, and, and you know, that's one of the few occasions in the evening where the, the Scotland fans did vent the frustration because, to be fair, right to the 97th minute, they were, they were real behind the team. But, um, as strikers will tell you, you know, one minute they're, they're miskicking something, the next minute it's in the top corner and they're a hero. Um, they get the ball in here. Barry Robson again does great on the, the left-hand side. Not a great header, but I'll tell you what, on his left foot, it's a, it's a great finish on target from there. Keepers. Now, there isn't normally much of an update here. Uh, Craig Gordon coming back to fitness is really all we've had in the keeper section over the last little while. He's training again and has played a bounce game and for the Hearts uh, B team as well, I think. Uh, so Craig Gordon coming back to fitness, but losing fitness is Angus Gunn. So he limped off last week with a leg injury uh, for Norwich. He's missed their last two games now, defeats against Middlesbrough and Sunderland. The update from Norwich is that he's expected to be back after the international break. So that comes from Nor- that comes from Norwich City reporter Samuel Seaman. So we'll see if he's in the squad for Georgia and Norway then, which will probably be announced week beginning 6th November. Norwich play Blackburn and Cardiff before the break. Blackburn this weekend the 4th, Cardiff the weekend of the 11th. The squad will be announced before the Cardiff game. So let's see what the situation is with Angus Gunn, if he can recover well enough to be involved in the squad. If not... I'm sure it'll be Liam Kelly and Xander Clark in there far too soon for Craig Gordon. Liam Kelly kept goal for Motherwell at the weekend in a 3-3 draw with County. Xander Clark played 90 minutes as uh, Rangers overcame Hearts in the last couple of minutes to win the game 2-1. A penalty and a header, which I don't think Clark really could have expected to save. Uh, Another goalkeeper, Robbie McCrory. I've mentioned Robbie McCrory a couple of times on podcasts when he's been involved in squads. Uh, or not, uh, as more often is the case. He's been on the bench every game this season. I think quite a few people thought after last season it might be his chance at Rangers with McGregor retiring. Jack Button came in and McCrory's been on the bench for every game. He's 26 in March, so okay, we've clarified he's not a young boy anymore as a goalkeeper plenty of years ahead of him, but I'd love to know, is Robbie McCrory not a bit bored? Maybe... Like being on the bench or being in the squad at Rangers maybe he's a Rangers fan is a privilege for him and he's happy and honoured to be involved with the club he supports but wow Robbie McCrory 26 and probably for Rangers a dozen first team appearances by this stage let's see if Robbie McCrory is allowed to spread his wings elsewhere he did sign a new contract mind you recently but yeah Robbie McCrory on the bench every game this season and uh, Angus Gunn injured and not expected to play for Norwich before the international break is the situation with the keepers. Craig Gordon uh, should be ready to uh, participate for Hearts after the international break. So that's some good news uh, for the Scotland keepers with Gordon looking like he'll be fit again after his injury Christmas time last year. Into the fullbacks. I'm really loving talking about Aaron Hickey right now. So this is just quite an amazing stat. He's still not been dribbled past in the league in a one-on-one situation this season in the Premier League amazing stat for Aaron Hickey no other player 
in the top five European leagues has a 100% success rate with 10 tackles or more and hasn't been dribbled past either. So Hickey's out on his own at the moment. Would be very surprised if he's at Brentford next season. Two-footed, performing really well internationally, starting in the Premier League for a team that are doing really well as well. Just brilliant. He played 85 minutes at the weekend as Chelsea won, or sorry, as Brentford won at Chelsea. That's their third victory in a row at Stamford Bridge. So superb stuff and delighted to see Hickey doing so well. Nathan Patterson, our other right back, played 90 minutes for Everton in a 1-0 win at West Ham. He replaced the suspended Ashley Young. He received lots of praise from Everton fans online, which is very easy after a win if we're going to be kind of cynical about it, but also realistic. So Patterson, 90 minutes in a win against West Ham. He's not as strong as Hickey defensively. I think it's he endured quite a tough start to the game against Mohamed Kudus. First quarter of an hour, he was rinsed a good few times, but grew into the game and helped Everton keep a clean sheet as they picked up a vital win in London. So good to see Nathan Patterson getting 90 minutes again. Don't think he'd done that in five or six games. So our two right-backs involved in good wins this weekend in the Premier League. Another right-back, Anthony Ralston, came on after 26 minutes for Celtic in a 0-0 draw with Hibs. Alistair Johnston was taken off with concussion. So that's the first minutes Ralston's had in five league games. And maybe somebody can correct me on this, but I think that the protocol means that because Johnston was a concussion sub, he now um, is obligated to sit out the midweek game against St Mirren. Uh, So Ralston could uh, start that game, play again. He didn't feature against Atletico in the Champions League. Don't think that was expected. But yes, Ralston uh, played just about three quarters of the game against Hibs, 0-0 draw, and probably will play against St Mirren this this midweek. Andy Robertson, the situation is the same out for the rest of the year with a soldier in, sol- shoulder injury. Uh, other left-backs, Greg Taylor, uh, 90 minutes for Celtic left-back in that draw with Hibs. He also played against Atletico in the Champions League, so top-level minutes for Taylor. He was actually penalised for the Atletico equalising goal, a penalty which personally I thought was very, very soft on Taylor. I'm not sure he did an awful lot or anything wrong to give that away. Uh, which Griezmann ultimately scored from. So, Taylor, uh, 90 minutes in the Champions League and the league. Josh Doig is doing well out in Serie A. He was taken off 73 minutes into Verona's match away to Juventus. He had Timo Weah's number for his time on the park. He was subbed at half-time, Timo Weah. Juve ultimately scored the 96th minute winner, but Doig had been long substituted by then. And with Robertson and Tierney, who will come to uh, injured, I would fully expect to see Doig in the next squad as an option to play left wing back. Verona are 16th in Serie A and he is the first pick in that position. Over on the right side, after he was involved in the squad again, or after he was involved in the squad for the France game, a little update on Max Johnston. He made his first league start at the weekend for Sturm Graz. They're top of the Austrian Bundesliga, one point clear of Salzburg but they were beaten by Austria-Vienna at the weekend. He's made a few appearances, four matches uh, four matches in the league this season, Max Johnson before that start, but all from the bench, minutes here and there. But trusted to play for 82 minutes against Austria-Vienna. The game didn't go his way, but good to see him uh, giving a go from the start in a big game for the team top of their division. <laughs> Now I've had trouble in the fair line. 
runs on the last two occasions that they played them, but they are better now. This is what happened when they met this time around. Match commentators, former Scotland winger David Provin and Bill Leslie. No promos, can't be asked. That's it. See ya. Come on. Yeah, see ya. Daft little ground, silly game, fuck off. Centre-backs, Kieran Tierney, no update unfortunately on the hamstring injury if it's going to be a month or New Year, not sure, uh, searched Google high and low but couldn't find anything so all that we've got on that is still injured uh, and we'll wait and see what happens. John Suter, uh, new manager at Rangers, 90 minutes in a clean sheet against Sparta Prague in the Europa League but then didn't get off the bench against Hearts on Sunday as Rangers snatched a late win. Uh, Suter out was Rangers' only change for that game from the Sparta Prague match. Uh, ben Davies started at left back in the Czech Republic and got moved to centre back for the league game against Hearts. Yilmaz came in, so Suter rotated out the 11 for that game, but he had played the previous ones under Philip Clement, so hopefully he's made a good impression with the new manager and continues to get lots of minutes there. Jack Hendry, another 90 minutes in Saudi for Al Etifak. They won 3 2 in their most recent game. They play Al Nasser in the Cup on Tuesday. That's Ronaldo's lot. So let's see how Henry does against one of the world's best. Well, one of the recent world's best anyway, if uh, if he's not anymore. Uh, Ryan Porteous, here's an interesting one. Normally, it's just a bit of a tick box for Porteous. 90 minutes again for Watford and a win, loss or draw. But he didn't go off the bench in Watford's 2-2 draw with Millwall at the weekend. Uh, Millwall scored a last-minute equaliser. But what I did notice is that Porteous missed the midweek game with Swansea. He wasn't in the squad at all, so perhaps he was recovering from a knock. Uh, and that's why he wasn't fit to start the Millwall game, although I couldn't see anything online clarifying that. Another centre-back for Scotland not playing at the moment is Scott McKenna, not in the Forest squad at all. Again, their manager, Steve Cooper, went three at the back against uh, it was Liverpool, I think they played. Cooper went three at the back and still no room for McKenna. Uh, Not involved at all now in the last five league games. Forrest have won none of them though and conceded eight. So it's not like they're doing much better without him. Uh, But yeah, Scott McKenna just out of the picture at Forrest at the moment. And we are two months from a transfer window. So we'll see what happens with McKenna. If he can't fight his way back into Steve Cooper's plans. Speaking of Coopers, Liam off the bench for half an hour of Leeds' 4-1 win against Huddersfield at the weekend. He... Missed most of the start of the season with a broken foot, but back to full fitness now. But he is behind Joe Rodon and Pascal Strike in the picking order. He didn't get off the bench against Stoke in the midweek last week as Stoke won 1-0. Good news on Grant Hanley. Played first minutes for the under-21s today for Norwich. And David Wagner says he'll be in good shape after the international break. Hanley's been out since April with an Achilles injury. And we should see him back playing for Norwich by the end of next month, which is good. So hopefully Grant Hanley can make a return to the squads uh, when we have the friendlies in March, I believe they are. Uh, So, yeah. Um, Other centre-backs that aren't really in the squad but are eligible down in the English Championship, Dominic Hyam, Blackburn Rovers centre-half, is out for a while, according to their coach, John Dal Thomason. He limped off last week against Millwall, uh, midweek and 
Thomason says he won't be fit before the international break so no high him in the next squad in case we needed a centre back two centre backs who Clark must have his eye on at the very least are Liam Lindsay first of all he played 90 minutes again in the centre of a back three for Preston he could be an interesting one this month I, I would I would assume that Cooper McKenna and uh, Henry and Suter will all be in the squad but with Tierney injured Hanley injured uh and Hyam injured, there might be an opportunity for someone else to come in. Uh, so Preston have dropped right down the league, really. No wins in seven or eight now for them. They're outside the playoffs. But Lindsay's playing every week. And I think, anyway, he's been doing well from what I can see. Uh, no clean sheets for a while for Preston, mind you. But he's playing 90 minutes every week for a decent team in the in the championship in the middle of a back three. Another one, interestingly, is Michael Rose, the Aberdonian, who played for Air United, then went to Coventry for four years and is now starting every week for Stoke. They are 11th in the Championship. They've won three games in a row. So Michael Rose has just turned 28 years old and scored his first goal actually for Stoke at the weekend against Middlesbrough in a 2-0 win. Uh, he's playing every week and I suppose with Lindsay and Rose we can draw comparisons with Hyam who got the call up towards the end of last season that if there's a space and you're doing well in a decent league, the English Championship, strong league, then you must be in contention. So maybe with the potential vacancies and the injuries, we might see Lindsay or Rose included in the squad for the first time this uh, next break. Uh, one more centre-back, Liam Morrison, on loan at Wigan from Bayern Munich and is playing every week in League One. So good to see Liam Morrison getting some first-team football uh, for a team challenging, hopefully for at least the playoffs, despite their points deduction at the start of the season. If I caught David Marshall in bed with my missus, I'd tuck him in and ask what he wanted for breakfast. Callum, Beatty, are you okay? That's a great tweet. <laughs> I am officially declaring David Marshall be to, to be the godfather to my future children. I do not need any more children in my life, so I'm going to avoid that one, Jack. If David Marshall doesn't get hit... <laughs> Uh, I think this is one for my dad. If David Marshall doesn't get f***ed tonight, I don't know what's happening. I love you, big man. <laughs> Still waiting on that. David Marshall, I love you. Tweeted straight after the game, I'd imagine. But David Marshall has bigger balls than John Wayne. He has got some seriously big balls, John Wayne. So, uh, good tweets there. So, I think that's the end of it. Central midfielders, let's start with Scott McTominay. The Manchester derby at the weekend, Man United well beaten. McTominay started further forward though and actually looked quite good. He had a couple of shots at goal, one of them was well saved. And he looks a threat when he's breaking forward at the moment, McTominay. But then he got moved further back at half-time. Mason Mount came on and from the deeper midfield area he didn't have the same effect really so McTominay very much enjoying his football further forward at the moment for Man U and Scotland in the Champions League last week he played against Copenhagen gave away a last minute penalty for a high foot bit of a clumsy decision but it was saved by Onana and everyone will forget about McTominay's role in that I'm sure but with his running power his strength and we've come to learn his shooting ability uh, I think it's better to see McTominay in an advanced role at the moment for Man United Another midfielder who likes to get forward, John McGinn. Two goals in two games for him this week. 
He scored the fourth in a 4-1 win over AZ Alkmaar on Thursday and then the opener against Luton on Sunday. That that win against Luton, a brilliantly rehearsed free kick. The, the free kick was down near the corner flag-ish and he, the ball was played across him along the, along the deck. Luton weren't ready for it and from the same position as the finish against Israel at Hamden, looked like he was going to to shoot but feigned dropped his shoulder onto his right and stroked it into the far corner so a weak footed goal from John McGinn lovely uh, lovely finish it was and his goal against AZ Alkmaar in the Conference League he arrived well at the front post to kind of poke it home uh, I think Chris Martin against Slovakia sort of style but he was the one that got the final touch not the defender uh, Villa flying that's their 12th straight home win so great to see McGinn part of a successful side at the moment uh, Callum McGregor uh, another one that kind of like Greg Taylor or Ryan Porteous most of the time anyway it's kind of tick box for McGregor played really well against Atletico in the Champions League in a midfield up against Witzel Griezmann Depal um, he's he's performing well in the competition he's not really sure how much can read into this or how much really you can get from it but he's almost in the top 10 on the list of distances covered by players in the competition so far so he's getting about uh, but just his team unable to pick up any wins at the moment. Um, probably a poorer performance, I would have to say, uh, against Hibs, who did well to stifle Celtic at the weekend. McGregor unable to help unlock the Hibs defence um, and dictate play to his usual standards on Saturday. It was nil-nil uh, between Hibs and Celtic. Billy Gilmore, kind of being rate, uh, rotated at Brighton at the moment. He started in their win over Ajax in the Europa League on Thursday, played for 64 minutes and was involved in the build-up for the second goal, which was great to see. And then on Sunday, he played for 20 minutes off the bench as Fulham earned a 1-1 draw at Brighton. So Gilmore regularly involved in the team, um, quite often with Carlos Baleba rotationally. Uh, but after the departures of Caicedo and McAllister, he's in the picture and it's great to see Gilmore, a bit like McGinn, I suppose, uh, thriving for a team doing well in the English Premier League and in Europe. Lewis Ferguson, another 90 minutes for Bologna, missed just three Serie A minutes this season. They drew 1-1 away to Sassuolo. At the weekend, Bologna are doing really well. They're three points off Napoli, they're seventh in the table and they're above Roma and Lazio and Ferguson just continues to receive more and more and more plaudits which is wonderful uh, Ryan Jack played his part in turn, uh, turning around the game against Hearts at the weekend he came off the bench on the 83rd minute when it was 1-0 to Hearts Rangers ultimately won 2-1 he didn't go off the bench away to Sparta Prague Lundstrom and Raskin seem to be the first choice for Rangers at the moment. Hopefully Ryan Jack can get some more minutes over the busy periods coming up. And finally, centre mids, Kenny McLean, who's starting all the time for an out-of-form Norwich side at the moment. They've dropped to 17th in the table. No wins in five. They've lost three games in a row. And McLean actually dropped in to play centre-back against Sunderland on Saturday. They got beat 3-1. He didn't start there, but he had to drop in to play centre-back. Uh, so Norwich need to you know, find a way to arrest this slide and this run of form and get themselves back in contention for the playoffs if possible. McLean has signed a new deal there till 2026. That was done a couple of months ago. So, yeah, not going well for Norwich at the moment. Kenny McLean in the team every week. So many bookings in the game. Was, was, the, was the, the attitude of the players a problem? 
No, you know, it was a big fight for, for both teams and I think it was a lot of... Christen! Christen! Well, a little trouble in the internal there, but that reflects, I think, the, the way the, fields, the players feel about this defeat. Attacking mids, Stuart Armstrong, rotationally at Southampton as well. He played 82 minutes in centre mids against Birmingham at the weekend, which is good to see Armstrong central and not out wide. Uh, he came off the bench against Preston during the week. So it, it kind of ranges from <laughs> half an hour to an hour, really, that Armstrong plays for Southampton at the moment. He scored a couple of goals at the start of the month, which was great. And his team have claimed the championship after a little burst of form. Uh, Ryan Christie. Huge win at the weekend for Bournemouth and Ryan Christie. They beat Burnley, came from behind to win 2-1. Christie played 90 minutes in the position just behind the striker which is interesting because he had been playing deeper and when I was looking at Ryan Christie's stats and, and his form an online rumour of a return to Celtic kept popping up because he's out of contract in the summer but from what I understand he's very uh, comfortable in Bournemouth and is enjoying living down there so not sure there will be any mileage in that but we'll see so that was Bournemouth's first win of the season Christie 90 minutes in the number 10 position behind the striker excellent David Turnbull off the bench for Celtic against Hibs in a 0-0 draw. He must be miles from Steve Clark's plan, surely, at the moment. He started the season well, Turnbull, but has faded away after Rio returned to fitness. But now, I think that it could open the door to Turnbull again because Hitate is injured until about Christmas. I'm pretty sure I read today, so maybe Turnbull will get more game time. Enough to force his way into Clark's plans, I'm not sure. Ryan Fraser... Uh, 15 minutes at the weekend against Birmingham in that 3-1 win for Southampton. Just kind of there or thereabouts at the moment, Fraser. I uh, don't think he's ever going to be the player that we saw and had high hopes for five, uh, four or five years ago. But good to see him playing football again, 15 minutes at the weekend against Birmingham. Uh, ben Doak is not playing football just now. He wasn't involved. This was a bit of a blow uh, against Toulouse in the Europa League or Forest at the weekend. These are the these are the weeks that we need Ben Doak to be fit and ready to go. He suffered an injury with the twenty ones a few weeks ago uh, with Scotland, but Liverpool or Jurgen Klopp started four young academy graduates for the Toulouse game. Luke Chambers being one of them, uh, Kelly left or former Kelly left back who was there on loan from Liverpool last season. So I think Doak would have received a sizable opportunity. So I don't think he's fit at the moment. Liverpool play Bournemouth midweek in the League Cup. Maybe he'll be involved for that, but yes, a missed opportunity against Toulouse in the Europa League for Ben Doak because of fitness levels. And thought I'd throw in this name, Suriki Dembele, playing every week for Birmingham in the Championship. He's a winger, he's eligible to play, brother of Karamoko. He's also eligible to play for England, but let's face it, that's not going to happen. He's also eligible for Ivory Coast. I'm not sure if his heartstrings desire that or if that's a possibility as well not sure if it's even something he has his eye on with Scotland just thought I'd bring it to the attention though he played for Auxerre last season on loan in France and was relegated uh, now playing under Wayne Rooney at Birmingham after they rather savagely sacked John Eustace at the start of the month so Siriki Dembele another championship uh, player for Scotland available and doing quite Quite okay, fine at the moment for Birmingham in the Championship. 
I do know, and you'll have to start thinking about this before you start, yeah, genetically, we're behind. We're the, we're the last campaign, we were the second smallest, apart from Spain. So that means we have to pick a team tonight that kind of try and combat the height and strength. Even at that, we couldn't combat the height and strength at set place. So genetically, we have to work at things. I don't know, we get big women and men together, see what we can do. Um, but it is a problem for us because we have to fight harder for every ball and jump higher than anybody else because it's easier for these kind of guys. To the strikers, Lyndon Dykes, QPR are struggling at the moment. Just not a good team to play for right now. They're 23rd in the championship table, although Gareth Ainsworth is no longer the manager. So we'll see what happens with QPR and Dykes. They were around about top this time last year, maybe even top this time last year when Michael Beale was the manager. So things have changed very quickly for them and they are looking for a new gaffer who can hopefully help Dykes start finding the back of the net pretty regularly because he does not when he's playing for QPR. Shea Adams was subbed off at half-time of Southampton's game against Preston midweek with an injury but should be fit again in two weeks. That collides with the announcement of... Uh, sorry, that collides with the uh, the final weekend before the international break. So we'll see if he's good to go or if Clark will need to rely on calling up another striker or two. But who they would be is really the, the big question. So Lauren Shankland has recovered from a goal drought. He scored goals in consecutive weeks against Celtic and Rangers. Nice header back across goal against Rangers at Ibrox at the weekend. He's got to be in with a shout, surely. And Kevin Nisbet, who has returned from injury after missing the last two games for Millwall. He got eight minutes against Watford in that draw. Uh, they took the lead late on and then Millwall equalised in stoppage time. Uh, so Nisbet just making his way back from the injury that forced him to miss a couple of games. Jacob Brown, I know that the jury's still out, but he's played every Premier League game this season in a variety of positions across the front three. No goals yet, and he's only played 90 minutes once, but he's tending to start, and he played 90 minutes in the only win that Luton have had this season. That was against Everton at Goodison, but he was in the team and played the majority of the game as Villa beat Luton 3-1 at the weekend. But yeah, Jacob Brown playing regularly and hopefully I haven't spoken to any Luton fans playing well Ola McBurney I'm close to scribbling off this list because I'm not sure he'll be involved and this doesn't help Uh, he limped off against Man United at the weekend uh, sorry last midweek and then missed the 5-0 defeat to Arsenal at the weekend and will be out to the end of November I know Jury uh, sorry I know McBurney divides opinion at best but I did see a couple of Sheffield United fans on Twitter saying that they don't look like the same side when he's not involved. Don't really know the context of it. But yes, Ola McBurney, just the one goal this season, penalty against Man United and missed the Arsenal thumping with a knock suffered in that game against Manchester United. Other strikers, Ryan Hardy scored his first goal in seven games against Sheffield United last week off the bench. He also started at the weekend there, but got subbed off after 20 minutes with a hamstring injury. 
He has decent competition through the middle for Plymouth now. Mustafa Bundu is coming to the fore. But, yeah, Hardy uh, ended his goal drought with his first goal in seven games. And I think that's his sixth of the season. Uh, from a player who has just been injured to a player recovering. Ross Stewart hasn't played yet for Southampton. He's been making his way back from an Achilles issue. But he could be in the squad for the West Brom game for Southampton the weekend before the international break. Russell Martin from Scotland International and his manager says that Stewart is very close to a return, which is great to see. Another striker, Tommy Conway. 21-year-old, fit again at Bristol City. He came off the bench against Cardiff at the weekend for his 50th championship appearance. So Tommy Conway, a regular player. He's uh, now level with Richard Foster, of all people, for that record with Bristol City. Interestingly, though, Nigel Pearson, their manager, has been sacked. The club are 15th in the table. We'll soon find out if they have anything sensible up their sleeve for an appointment. Uh, a couple more before we finish off. Ryan Oney, 17-year-old off the bench for Sheffield United at the Emirates at the weekend. Two goals in four League One matches this season before his move down south. That was for Aki's. So he played 10 minutes against Arsenal. The game was well and truly done by that stage. Uh, but he earned his place or his opportunity in the first team. He scored on his debuts for the under-18s and 21s and has four Scotland under-19 appearances. Uh, one more striker, Michael Mellon, a hat-trick for Morecambe at the weekend. He has nine in 13 matches in League Two this season, six in nine under-21 Premier League matches for Burnley. So he's out getting a bit of first-team experience. His team, Morecambe, are sixth with four wins in a row. They beat Wimbledon 4-1 at the weekend and a hat-trick for young Scottish striker Michael Mellon, I believe, son of the man with the same name, former Dundee United manager, I believe. So that is just about everything then. Uh, thanks very much for tuning in again. I'm thinking about making this a fortnightly thing. Uh, let me know your thoughts on that on Twitter or whenever. Because um, it, it takes quite a lot of research on a Sunday after what's normally a busy weekend of work for me. So coming home from work to do this on a Sunday night. And that kind of takes me away from other things. i spending time with my girlfriend or family. And I'm, al- I'm always open to feedback and want to provide the kind of stuff that like-minded Scotland fans want to hear. So constructive criticism is important and I want to be able to keep a balance in my life with that though. But for the time being, thanks very much for tuning in and we will very shortly have the preview for the Georgia and Norway squad which should be announced at the start of next month. Sports Social Podcast Network.